I want to talk about how pissed I was with Steam earlier. Yeah, we had a fun we had a fun situation. Uh, Josh is trying to share my games library. Oh, nice! You're officially taking uh, taking the jump. Simon. Yeah. Uh, so I don't use Steam too often. This is the first time I logged in in like a couple months. Uh, so I haven't like I don't have any experience with it. So it wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let me have Nick as a friend <laughs> until I spent five dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So Steam has this like failsafe system because they worried about people making like bot accounts for whatever reason. I guess like drops and free to play games. You could theoretically take advantage of that or whatever. So like if you don't make a purchase your account is like in a weird sort of purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Steam purgatory. So it yeah, it took us it took us probably like twenty, twenty five minutes to just even get on each other's friends list. It would have taken longer too until I decided to say hell with it and put five dollars into my account. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. The, and then the it time is even worse. Hmm? The time is even worse than the money. Yeah, well yeah, seriously. Like and and the fact that when he did that, like, I immediately got a friend request. Immediately. Right. He texted me, said, I, I put in $5, and then I got a friend request. That's so weird. I, it is. I get it, though, with the whole I get it, thing. too. Yeah, I, nev- I never jumped down their throat and said, that's bullshit. I just, it's so weird. I wish it yeah, would have made it the... more obvious, though. Like, it, I wouldn't have figured that out until... I went to my account settings, I went to add friend, and it told me I had to go onto the actual web page, and that's where it told you everything you couldn't do. Like, I wish it would have said, you have to do this before. Right. Yeah, and and there was the other part of it where I technically should have been able to search for Josh and just add him, but because his account was in that weird limbo, he doesn't show up in searches. Right. So... That was a lot of fun. So now but, that you guys got that in place, next steps? Now I'm just uh, going to play Gone Home. Yeah. Can you play anything? Whole, yeah. Whatever's mm. available on Mac, yeah. Oh, wow. That that's I have. Pretty, that's pretty cool. And that that is really cool. It's like a it's called family sharing. It's a thing they implemented a while ago. But I never totally understood how it works. And it does have the setback of you can't both be playing at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, but still, still a really interesting feature. You know, I think I, Xbox does that too. Now that I think it, about it. It sounds familiar, but this is also what we've talked about where making the attempt to buy something on another <laughs> account. This this is so funny, Nick. I, I just randomly listened to that episode of ours like two days ago and actually i was i was sitting there in this car seat like frustrated i was like oh my god i didn't know what i was talking about because we were still trying to figure it out right yeah but it's it's definitely less advertised like steam sort of makes it clear once you pay that money that you can do these things i assume yeah yeah Yeah. whereas xbox really doesn't talk about it well yeah it's like a thing from the xbox perspective that's that's kind of a loophole as opposed that's technically a loophole it totally is that's a thing yeah. So. so in summary, I mean, I'm pretty sure I cleared it up on the next episode once I figured it out. But basically, you have a console license and a gamer tag license with everything. So as long as you 
downloaded right. in the correct order with the right person, two people can share content that way. Right. And it's totally okay because there's a lot of things we say that we don't really know what we're talking about. That's true. So. That That is true. But at least we did solve that one riddle. <laughs> did um, we? Yes, we did. And, and so did another we? another content sharing thing. I'm going to need, to, I don't know who, but from one of you, whether it's on PC for you, Nick, or PS3 for you, Josh, I have to play Hotline Miami 2. So I'll just... Alex, when you you gotta start sharing things with us now. I want your I want your. <laughs> never mind. I'm not. Gonna you go can there. have anything for free. I just I don't have as much as you guys do. Uh, well, the I have it on PC, and actually, Josh, since you didn't play it yet, you can play it now. Yeah. Actually, was that on the Steam? Was that on the Mac list? I'm pretty sure that's. I would assume that game is available on Mac. I, I, I wish we could share that instead on a console, though, Josh, but I don't know. Like, you know, PlayStation, but I don't know if there's any sort of cross PS4, PS3 thing for that. I, PS4 I don't has SharePlay. Yeah. PS4 does have a similar thing like this. Okay. We should look into that. That that, cool? that is actually, like, advertised. I feel, I feel like I would suck at Hotline Miami with a key, mouse and keyboard, not being seasoned. I don't you know. could use, you can plug in a Xbox controller. Oh, that's true. Can you do it with the play and charge kit? I'd imagine mm. it's just a it's just a cable. Oh, Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. works totally fine. Um. Hmm. By the way, Alex, I don't no, have okay. Hotline Miami Two, so. Okay, so it's I mean, all a moot point. Even, <clears throat> we could either split it or just do it from next. I don't know. Or we could buy it like normal people. Could yeah, just you buy could it. buy it. So and, and you know, and it. that's a game that I would. You know what? Maybe I'll split it with my brother because that's a game I have no problem catapulting money to i'll just yeah i'll just say take my money take all of yeah it. yeah hotlines in, in mac i figured you should play it um so by the way i'm going through your mac list right now yeah i didn't realize you have binding of isaac i have the original version and we've had this discussion a hundred times <laughs> i forgot yeah i thought Classic. i didn't know you owned it though i thought you just like had a trial version or something. I, no, I, I bought that one for like a dollar a couple years ago. I forgot how so, old that game is. Yeah. And they still release stuff. So, Josh, we do should... you... Go ahead, Nick. Ah! I was going to say, Josh, you never talked about it, but before that, welcome to the 2v1 podcast. <laughs> I'm Nick, joined by my fellow video game compatriots, Alex and Josh. Oh, I liked that. Hello. <laughs> yeah binding of isaac it's like i just said though it's old i'm not gonna go too much into it it's just a uh, dungeon crawler roguelike uh randomly generated game um there's a newer version though that's the one you're playing rebirth yeah how how new is rebirth pretty new like within the last year and a half maybe yeah yeah i guess maybe maybe year really so that what there was the original binding of isaac and then there was afterbirth and then there was rebirth Right. Man, that game's fucked up now I think about it. It is. Like Alex, Which... it's it opens with you're you're a child and your mother is like super Christian and she comes in to kill you because God told her to. Yeah, I I remember Nick talked about this a long we time ago. It's like briefly the story of talked Abraham. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and thus the name Isaac. And right. then from there you just you crawl through dungeons. Um, it's top down, right? In like old school looking. Yeah. It, yep. It's like a Zelda game, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I remember. I actually, yeah. actually I, I was interested uh 
in it to the point where I checked it out a little bit because if you remember that one guy I worked with at the firm, uh, Tom Nick, he was interested in that game. It has a crazy following. Yeah, and Josh, I think has fallen into it. I, I've fallen <laughs> into it. I didn't like. I was weary of it at first. Um, it takes a bit of adjustment. But once you figure it out, man, there's there's so much in that game. I, I've probably got 25 hours into it already, and there's still numerous things that I have no idea either how to do or new bosses that keep popping up. It's it's nuts. It's super impressive, too, because like every little thing you pick up, either trinkets or items or whatever, they uh, synergize with everything, and they each adjust your character accordingly. So the art for that... They, they must have spent hundreds of hours just drawing each individual thing on each individual character because there's like nine characters too. Yeah, imagining all those combinations yeah. for everything. Yep. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's hard as balls, but it's fun. Yeah, and my biggest problem with it is only being able to shoot in <sighs> the four cardinal directions. Yeah, but, but it, you get adjusted to it and it makes sense once you start to play because it's grid-based. Yeah. And some of the weapons you end up getting too, it really doesn't matter the direction you shoot. So. Mm. This is available on like everything too. PS4, Xbox, Xbox One, PC. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Wii U because no one owns Wii's. Just, just, I have Nick, one. just Nick and Yodi. <laughs> What's a yeah. Wii U? I, I would love to play online Smash. That would be a, about it for me. It's the dark horse of the generation. It yeah. has it has an actually decent amount of good games on yeah. it. It's just they've they've sort of they've wasted they so it. much time leading up yeah. to it that nobody cares. Yeah, um, <clears throat> speaking came out too fast and. I wouldn't say behind. nobody cares. It's no, still gotta... obviously not, Josh. But I mean, it, you know, like a comparatively thing. But mm-hmm. uh, like you, you and I would never even really consider buying one unless it was insanely cheap. And by the time that happens, they'll have, you know, an out. But that might be virtual, you know, reality. And we really don't care about that. Virtual yeah. insanity. Um, the big question is, actually, or real quick, back speaking of Nintendo, I'm planning on starting Super Metroid with Amber tonight. So I'm nice. real excited about that. But um, the big question, Josh, I wanted to ask you earlier. Do you want to get Star Wars tonight? Because I'll still go red box it. Not at this point. Okay, never mind then. I can uh, always do another night. That uh, Maybe. this is sort of a tangent, but related to Star Wars, kind of a news thing. Um, we talked about that EA access stuff mm-hmm. in one episode about how I wanted to play Battlefront that way. Mm-hmm. It just came. It just came to PC. Like it's available for PC now. Because that was previously only an Xbox thing. Um, Battlefront isn't available. Because I still was like, oh, well, maybe I'll do a month they and knew. just play. They knew. Yeah, like, I'll just play a bunch of Battlefront as much as I can. And then it's $5 for a month. Whatever. But it's not available. We still going to play Titanfall? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, when does that start? Might as well let Nin- people know. 19th through the 24th. Yeah, so the EA Access thing is going to be free for a week on Xbox. Um, so it, it, it lets you play, like, I think, like, 10-plus games. A lot of a lot of sport free. games, like two different Maddens, games. two different FIFAs, NHL. The Battlefields. Yeah, the Battlefields. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition, actually, if you could get through it in 
a month, you could theoretically pay $5 to play Inquisition. You could definitely do that in a month just by yeah. not caring about everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's this upcoming week, and then the following week, the Division beta starts, which uh, right. I'm pumped for. Yeah, I want to check that out. Do you have you decided yet? Do you plan to do that? Yeah, I probably will. Okay. Um, good. Frustratingly, this is a beta that is still hidden behind a pre-order paywall, but we're probably just gonna get codes on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I already did uh, for like a dollar. <laughs> so, because I I'm like that that beta will have to seriously convince me about a lot of things before I would even consider buying it. So I read a preview, I think it was on Kotaku, uh, and there was one major thing that I did not know that I'm kind of excited for. Uh, this, there's New York itself, and then there's uh, what they're calling the Dark Zone, right? Um, which I guess is just as large as normal New York. Dark zone, the Dark Zone is the only place that has PvP. Um, oh. So if you go into the Dark Zone, even if you go in with like a group, so say us two going together and say mm-hmm. we, we come across and we come across like a legendary boss, we kill a legendary boss, we get the loot. You can shoot me in the back, kill me, take all my stuff and run. Right. Yeah. They talked about that at E3. Yeah. And when you're in the dark zone, if if you, whatever loot you get in the dark zone, you can't take out with you unless you, I think like get a helicopter pickup or something. Um. Yeah. Cause they, uh, I think in that demo, it was like, didn't they talk about how like they all got together in that group and then somebody decided to just be a dick and kill everybody and take everything? I think that I want to say that's what happened when they were showing it off, but that is cool. That's a fun thing, though. How often are you going to play with those friends if that happens that much? (laughs) Yeah, never. But I mean, even it's not friends. It could be anyone like anyone in. Well, the. The anyone thing is is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's it's almost like the Destiny stuff, where in Destiny, whenever you go into a dark, I think they call it a darkness zone, right? Yeah. Um, it's only against the AI stuff, but if you die, you have to start over again. It's kind of the same thing. I think this is a cool, like, evolution of that. Yeah, and if if you do kill somebody else in the dark zone, it points you out for whatever server you're on, whoever else is in the dark zone, that, hey, this person just turned on people. Go get them. Oh, so it puts, like, a bounty yep. on you. Yeah, actually, I think that's what they said. It's a bounty of some sort. That's cool. Uh, it There's, like, a lot of... There's a lot of things Potential. that sound interesting on paper for that. But... We'll see. My we talked about on the one episode that like my whole thing that I'm not looking forward to is that it's just it's set in New York with regular guns, you know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Wait. Okay, I'm very happy. I just remembered. I wanted to tell you guys about this earlier. Um, about the division. Did you read how the outbreak started, Nick? No. This is. I don't know anything about it. This is super interesting. So it's a post-apocalyptic game in New York. Of course. The apocalypse occurred on a Black Friday because oh, because a corporation laced money. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How terrifying. Yeah, this how, is horrible. How, how inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Another so, reason like, for you to never go out. intrigues me for yeah. the rest of the story. That's cool. You know what? That is cool. Like, that's not... It's not just some random occurrence. <laughs> it's like a cal- calculated move by some shitty big money-making corporation. Like, that's crazy. Yep. Yep. I thought that was super fascinating. Hey, you know, you know what? My enthusiasm is due to the fact that they actually have a reason mm-hmm. for shit going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just another reason I'm that's like my most anticipated game this year. And it's coming out soon. I think March. Yeah, it, it is coming out soon, which is really weird because we've hardly seen anything for it. <laughs> There's more than you think. I mean, is there, e- though? Even last week, they released two brand new trailers for it. Yeah, but a trailer doesn't show much unless it was like a gameplay trailer, which was it? Um, I actually didn't maybe watch it, it was. But I've been trying not to watch a lot, but it looks like it was. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. It is. It is crazy that that is actually pretty soon. The only thing I'm worried about is what they do with the beta, and what I mean by that is so. So we play the beta. You decide you don't like it. Right. Would you play the actual game? Well, this is the Destiny problem. That's I was going to bring up Destiny because Destiny's that sounds beta like was a, horrible. A term the Destiny yeah. problem. The Destiny problem. Yeah. I, well, it, that's what happened. I remember, I remember telling you guys the uh, beta was highly underwhelming. Yeah, I played like, it for was, maybe sixty seconds. Not even kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hopefully that doesn't happen. There's a very good chance it'll happen. And if it does, maybe I'll red box like I did with Destiny. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. Because that red box playtime of Destiny was enough to con- convince me to get it, like, what, a couple weeks later. And then. A couple weeks. History from there. Yeah. I, but I remember your needed, deliberations prior to. Needed time to marinate. It was on like it. two days of deliberating. How am I going to get Destiny? I have a gift card. Should I use a gift card? Yeah, that's true. And then the same thing yeah. happened with uh, Taken King, I think. Yep, I technically didn't pay for Taken King. It was like a gift. <laughs> yeah, so Division. Yeah. Didn't really intend to talk about it that much, but cool. I mean, it's coming up soon. It's worth worth discussing because it the fact that there's another game sort of like destiny coming to consoles again Mm -hmm. is interesting yeah so and one more thing about it i can see you potentially getting frustrating with this frustrated with this is it, it is also set up with destiny when it comes to enemies so like say you run into just a random just nobody npc character on the street just in a in a sweater uh, with just a normal gun. If he's like five levels above you, you can unload entire clips into him and he won't die. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's pretty standard, right? That's whatever. Yeah, that that's kind of gotta happen. Yeah. Like, there has to be some cutoff in terms of leveling with those kinds of games, I think. Like, I don't know. That's not a big deal. Okay, good. That never really bothered me about Destiny. Like, I, I probably complained about it, but I complain about a lot of things and then take it back, so... <laughs> True. And we all do. You know, the fact that we can soon? take it back shows growth, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what else is coming out soon? What? Rocket League. 
Yes. Pump. Super excited. Um, you know what? I am glad I, I've I've had credit sitting in my account forever, so now I know what I can spend it on finally. Oh, good. Yeah. It's probably going to be $20. Well, I think I have like 15 or $20 sitting in there, so. Awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've been trying to not play it so I don't get like burnout on it. Yeah. <laughs> good. Is there a big learning curve with it? Mm, not really. You actually pick it up pretty quick, but there is like some weirdly high level play with that game because the whole uh the whole rocket stuff, you get boost you get like a meter that fills up with how much you can boost around the field mm-hmm. and you run over little pads little pads on the field that uh fill up your meter and they're spaced out at a pretty good distance where you can kind of just run around and get boost constantly you use that boost to not only go faster because like there are a lot of situations where you need to like outrun people to get to the ball but then there's this whole other aspect of playing in the air (laughs) and it's really hard to control because think about it like you just jump your car jumps first of all like you jump and when you jump you can activate that boost and kind of like maneuver yourself through the air and just watching people that are really really good at that is insane like they going up going up being able to propel yourself in a specific direction and then angle your car so you hit the ball at like the right angle to knock it towards the goal like i've seen some crazy shit aren't the aren't the stages like uh spherical too um they're uh everything is rounded like the wall so like you ride on walls and stuff um and obviously the ball's rounded so like that actually yeah thanks, thanks I know, for but they they added they added the hockey mode that was why i clarified because you do play with a puck but um because all the edges are rounded like that sort of increases the variability of how the ball is going to bounce because the edges of the walls are around, like the corners at the walls are rounded, so you can ride up the wall. The ball can ride up the wall. But then at the goal, the goal uh, outlines are rounded the opposite way. So, like, it can bounce in weird directions if it hits the edge of the goal. Hmm. It's It's not like a sharp angle where it's just going to go if it hits a corner, it's gone. It, you know it's going to go this way. Because it's rounded, the slightest change in direction, it could go into the goal or it could go flying out. It's pretty crazy. So there's two, 2v2, two 3v3, and 4v4? Yeah. Okay. And 1v1-on-1, one one, too, which I've never played because I don't, yeah. I don't get how that would be fun. Yeah. But I've heard people like it. I think that's probably... I think 2v2 is the most common playlist. Really? I would have thought 3v3. I think so. Well, I play 3v3 all the time because I don't play with anybody. I wouldn't play 2v2 with a just a random person because you need to communicate. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's going to be have to be uh, pretty good to beat Halo Basketball for me. That's still my all-time favorite. Dude, it's... <laughs> I mean, just think, just think of the enjoyment in that and then, like, now add in this game was cars. actually built for it yeah yeah like it, it's i i think you'll be surprised i don't want to like build it up too much but it's it's really well made like it is a very 
very fun experience. And I've seen people like say that it's not that big of a deal, but I think it's I think that game's for people that don't play sports games. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah. Like if you don't if you don't actively play like FIFA cuz this is basically a soccer game. If you don't actively play FIFA, well you are not getting anything like this except maybe NHL. And NHL is not a very good comparison. That's hockey is totally totally different in a way. What about Madden? I thought you guys bought Madden every year without fail. I do. I love it. I love football. <laughs> What's football? America. <laughs> America. Speaking of build up. Did I overhype Game of Thrones for you? You did. Fuck. Mm. Yeah. I try I really tried not to. I didn't say that much. I I tried not to, but I really did enjoy that game. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. I I I mean, I blew through it. Alex, I beat it. <laughs> I I started it Okay, like, yeah, dang. I started it like 2 days ago and just that was all I was playing. Um because I was totally hooked and totally into it. It told an okay story that was compelling that kept me wanting to keep going just like marathon it which that's what i feel like i like doing with the telltale games now it's like netflix yeah yeah it, well yes because this is totally like watching the show like they they captured the essence the show of thrones specifically yeah like they they really captured that well because they, you know, Telltale, thankfully, moved away from the really poorly implemented adventure puzzle stuff that was in Walking Dead. And turning batteries and radio covers over and yes. whatnot. <laughs> yes. Now, now they've been, I mean, just from playing Borderlands <clears throat> and Thrones now, they're, they're more just about playing the game of, like, conversation. Mm-hmm. And that, that's such a huge thing. In Game of Thrones. That's all like, it should be. That's, that's all any all... Telltale's, Telltale games should be. Telltale yeah. Games. <clears throat> yeah. And so and so since the show is so... And the book. I mean, the books that it's based on are so heavily based on talking and, like, tricking people with your words. Yeah. And being, like, a triple agent. <laughs> like, triple, lying triple, to everybody. quadruple crossing people. Yeah. Yes, like it, and that just worked perfectly in this kind of game. Like it, it was very enjoyable and actually super stressful. Like Josh mentioned, yeah. Um, I never paused the game, like you said you did. Josh. I had, I paused a couple times. I I didn't want to do that. I specifically did that on purpose, like to. Then you at least make impulse decisions. Did were there at least time? So you said you didn't do that on purpose, but were there times where you thought, "Hey, I should pause this." I think I paused on one choice, and that was it out of the whole game. Okay, and I don't even remember which one it was, so it must not have been that important. I don't know why I paused because <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. Well, there were a lot of so them. there there were a lot. I mean, there's that's kind of the way the games go now. Is like. It's it's binary choices for the most part. It says B X or B or whatever, and you pick one. Those are the ones I, I assume you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The real big ones, stop. yeah. Yeah, the the big ones, yeah. I didn't do that because I wanted it to just naturally happen. I made impulse decisions. I made some, like, when they show you the percentages at the end of every episode, some of them were just, I was so low. <laughs> In the like, minority? so low. So I love, yeah, I love looking. 
loved looking at those. I, I, I yelled at Amber a couple of times because she would just absentmindedly just keep hitting a few. I was like, no, I wanted to see how we stacked yeah. up against everybody. So that's, well, you that's can, always yeah. the fun part. You can go and look at all your past decisions, and yeah, and then I you. realized that afterward. But um, yeah, I I actually I know what you mean, Nick. You sort of just want to roll with it and just go with what you do because I I have that same tendency in video games, whether it's Telltale or not. If there's a big choice, mm. sometimes yep. I'll want to look into it, research it, and I I don't think that's the right way that you're supposed to do it. And no, yeah, and like there was even I'm not going to go into details, so I don't spoil anything. But I don't know what's considered the soft ending in Phantom Pain. I beat episode, or mission slash episode 31. So I beat chapter one, as they call it. That's the soft, soft ending. ending. Okay, so chapter two is the, you get through that. Is the weird bullshit. <clears throat> well, I know I loved it because it said, you know, upcoming in chapter two. And they show so much crazy stuff. I'm like, this is a yep. hundred times as interesting as the first chapter. And the first chapter was good, you know? So yeah. I thought that was cool, but basically there's something that happens right at the end of 31 where you're basically the, you know, the camera's on you and it's waiting for you to do something. And we can talk about this offline cause it's too soon, you know, but, um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do it or if I waited, if you wouldn't do anything. And my guess is I think you have to do it eventually and hit a button, but, uh, that it was one of those moments. I wanted to look it up. I was like, Alex, just do it. Like, just, just do it. Just play the game. Yeah. Like in games like uh, Mass Effect or something, I would sit there and wait a Mass little bit. Mass Effect was the worst, yeah, for that. Yeah, like I would sit there and wait, and um, it was like those games are too forgiving for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I kind of I kind of wish there were a timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So. Like Telltales. Yeah. Yeah. It's not being able to pause. Because actually, and I don't know if you noticed this playing any of them. I don't know if you noticed this, Josh, in Thrones. But, like, occasionally that timer that counts down when you make a choice, like, it, it gets faster for oh, some Oh, yeah, a lot things. of times, the, especially when there's, like, it's not just a decision. There's, like, an impending threat. It flies yes. down. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like, that, that stuff... I the needing to make that impulse decision is like really important. Yep. So. Um. But yeah, just like some other thoughts on the game, like it was so difficult to play. What? In terms of, in terms of pushing yourself through it. Like not not difficulty in terms of like there's a puzzle or whatever difficult in like whenever you're watching the show and for anybody that doesn't watch the show or read the books or anything sorry but it's like you see these people making the worst decisions that you have no control over and you have to just it just it's just happening it's hard to get through like it's cringeworthy yeah like and that was this entire game (laughs) The, the entire game was I just want to like jump through the screen and make these people do something different or not do what they're doing or like yell at the people that are ruining your life. <laughs> like it was horrible. It was it was truly horrible. Like there are some really bad shit that happens <laughs> in this game. And like that's both a good thing because it was compelling, but like it's also kind of lame 
because this game totally follows the formula of the show, like, to a T. Yeah. Which I think it has to do. I can't really fault it for that much, but that that was just a little, like, minor thing that kind of uh, bothered me. What, yeah. what I'm interested in is, you know, we had our conversation prior to this about where we left off in the game, but going into Season 2, what's going to be different from the start between our playthroughs, you know? Yeah. So that was another thing that you kind of overhyped <laughs> because the, the way that I took it was that they actually did do something different with this one, but no matter what, it has to tell this story with these major story beats that it's never going to really stray from. And that's every, that's every Telltale game. I mean, I've, I've only played three so far, but they, they all do that in a way. Like, yeah, you make those binary choices that change your ending in some way, but not really. Yes, you know? yes and no, though, because, yes, the story is fleshed out for more or less the same way, but we have totally different characters going into Season 2. Yeah, but, totally. but what I'm saying is we have, we have different characters but our events were basically the same. Yeah, but I mean the characters the uh, entire half of the game. Yeah. And and actually actually for Thrones specifically, I think these were the most characters that I liked. Like that that I like actually felt attached to because the the setup for this game which we didn't even really talk about. Maybe we did when you first played it Josh, but it it follows one family. Mm-hmm the foresters in walking dead you only play as lee right for like the whole game for, you never really switch for the right? first season yes for the first season yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i didn't play the second season um <laughs> but in uh borderlands you only play as two characters and it switches the way the one of the reasons that game is really good is because it it's that thing where two different people have two different versions of a story and you only play as those two characters the whole game. That That's like part of what I liked so much about it. In Thrones, you only play as this family, but you play as like five people. So you're seeing this, this collapse from like a lot of different angles and like learning intimate knowledge about the whole family from different perspectives, which is what is so great about the ice and fire books yeah and not only are you playing as different characters but it's not even like they're remotely close to each other like one's over the season yeah. marine one's in king's yeah. landing one's north of the wall like yeah yep yeah the, like they cover i think that's part of the whole complaint and how it parallels the show too much yeah is they're, that it's that's, covering. they're scattered about just like yeah Starks. <clears throat> now it makes sense why they are though so, like, they, they do a good job of explaining that and keeping it going and making it work. Um, but, yeah, you get you get these perspectives from all over the land of, you know, Game of Thrones. And it actually did a really good job of making me more interested in the characters, for sure. So, the characters in this one, absolutely the most important of the three that I've played. Like, the most attached I've felt. Mm-hmm. So, question then. Come season two. Yeah. Do you play it? I'm not sure. Really? See, I feel like everything you just said was pretty positive. positive. Very positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I probably will want to, like, when all is said and done. Uh, they haven't officially announced that, right? Like, they no. leave it open, and Borderlands was left open, but they haven't announced any of this stuff yet. Was Borderlands so, left open? Yes, it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, that game actually ended on a huge twist. Not twist, but, like, cliffhanger really yeah but i could it, it ended on we'll a, talk about it later it ended on a cliffhanger but it was a cliffhanger that kind of could have closed it out i don't think so uh, yeah i know but i don't know i i also didn't like borderlands all that much you didn't yeah but i and, say and, money so they're all going to continue period yes yes you would think that but the problem with this like round of uh releases that they did in the past like year or two was that they did not really release them on a set schedule. And that is why, you know, I always, I've been waiting to play complete seasons because I don't want to do the episode no stuff. No way. Nope. So if they're going to do this again, where they're going to juggle multiple seasons of multiple games at once, like, I can't say definitively, first of all, when any of that's even coming because we don't know. Neither will be this year. No, definitely mm-hmm. not. No, definitely not. Maybe an announcement for something this year. E- but E three, they'll say something. Telltale will do something at E three, but other than right, because they they only have like Batman announced right now. Batman and Michonne, and the walk, the Walking Dead thing, yeah. yeah. But the they also have. So, go ahead, Josh. They also have their entire Marvel license. They've said nothing about yet. And oh, and boy. there's another thing. They either are going to be juggling those on top of everything else, or they're going to devote most time to those mm-hmm. it's, to get something out. It's funny how they have this whole Marvel thing going for them, but they're also doing Batman. Yeah, you don't really see that that often. Not that often, and to be honest with you, I'm more excited for Batman than pretty much anything they could do with Marvel. Oh, I don't, I, I don't care. I won't play the Marvel ones. I'm pretty sure I, definitively that's, that's I can That's something say I don't now, feel like getting involved in. But yeah, just <clears throat> in general, the we always joke about this kind of stuff, but I'm looking back even a year ago, like or a year and a half when we first started recording, and I didn't realize how good we had it in the t- in terms of the way the industry worked and everything. Like I should have just shut up and been like, okay, some things are DLC and season passes, whatever. Like it seriously seems like the future of everything is episodic. And if so, just kill me now. Just kill me, because I want to. I, wanna, I want to also clarify. On a recent episode, Josh was talking about Hitman, and I either didn't hear it or I, it might have just sort of gone over my head. But I said something along the lines of Hitman can do no wrong in my eyes. I was spe- specifically talking about gameplay because they've always treated me well, and apparently they that is going to be episodic, right, Josh? Yes. Yes, that that's confirmed. Yep. No, I, I no, <laughs> just no, just no. I mean, and 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 I'm, I've already said no to episodic with Final Fantasy VII. You know, until all of it's out, it's just like, which will never come out anyway. Y- yes, I don't know why I'm worried about it, but it's just like, <laughs> man, it's, it's it's so. I hate it. I really hate it. this. It's, I think episodic is the worst thing that's happened to video games. That's just my personal take on it. And it's frustrating, but I think it's probably it's going to be time to get over it. Because it's um, it's here. It's not. Really I had. Well, I had a resist. Tiny... Yeah, I, there, it's pointless to resist it. I just. I still hate it. 
I had a tiny defense for Hitman. Um, talking about it with uh, my friend Mike from work. Shout out. He's a big fan of the series. For Hitman. Good guy, Mike. This, uh, this, this is only going to cost 60 total. Like, that's apparently known. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so they're not, they're not trying to overcharge. So there's, there's one positive okay. that everybody fears. That's what we feared with Final Fantasy VII that probably, we don't know anything about. Probably will happen. Probably will. In the, in the insane future where that game exists and gets released, it will probably cost more than $60. Yeah. But, Hitman, there, one one thing. They're doing the episodic stuff right from the beginning. It's not going to cost more than a standalone game. So, then, I'm not familiar with the series, as we've talked about before. The episodic stuff sounds like it can work with this one. Mm-hmm. Because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Alex. In In the past games, there's not really an overarching story. Really? That's like a huge focus, right? No, I I wouldn't say so. Okay. So, you don't have to worry about, you know, losing sight of that over a course of a release schedule. Um, then, what you're doing in those games, you're, you're a hitman, you're doing assassinations, you're setting up scenarios to, you know, you get put in this scenario, this, there's this one target, you know this much about them, this is the story around this one target, the area that you're in, whatever. You're building a plan to kill him. You kill him or her, whatever. And then you go on to the next one and it has nothing to do with the previous one. I get it. It probably does work for that. The point is it's it's laying the groundwork for a dangerous for, pattern. And what about yeah. in 2018 when the next Elder Scrolls is episodic? And I'm I'm being I'm being exaggerative, but you get my point. Like it, this is yeah. going to become a trend, and it is going to happen for games that it's not going to work with. Now with Hitman, um, the price point thing is good, and another good thing is it's it's funny that a gamer like me specifically is complaining because I play things so late. The ch- yes. chances are by the time Hitman comes out, I'll be able to get everything anyways, and so yep, I I'm. I'm hating the principle of it more than the way it's going to affect me personally, which is a good thing because usually when you complain about something, it's because of a, of a personal bias that's going to affect you. That's usually why people complain. I'm complaining because yeah. I think it's hurtful to the industry, but that's just, I don't know, that's my spin on it, I guess. The only the only other thing is that the whole episodic stuff kind of started and then didn't catch on with anything else yeah and that and i wouldn't even know if this is something that'd be a a, potentially a good move uh think of it in the terms of okay they could have losing interest losing interest yes exactly so think of it in terms of they could have released a 60 dollar game got guaranteed 60 dollars yeah now that they're doing episodic someone spends 10 dollars on the first one decide they don't like it oh and they're not going to get 50 more bucks out of them so i mean actually that's that's probably the best argument against episodic i'd say yeah. And um again I can't I can't remember specifically what I talked about cuz I had a long talk with Mike at work about this. Um that they're not they're not expecting the episodic stuff to pay for development, which is what we sort of figured Square is doing with Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. They the the fact that Hitman was like 
set to release kind of soon as a full game means that they are like probably fairly being far finished. along, if not testing yeah. everything that they're going to get out. So there's like that. There's like not even that concern. Like there, you're gonna there's gonna be a drop off in quality because they're basing the subsequent episodes on the money that they need from whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think quality would be an issue for Hitman. Again, I think it could be for other titles in the future that are that come onto this bandwagon, but probably not with Hitman. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't I don't know. I can see how maybe other companies would be like. Maybe we should do this, but the fact that Telltale started doing it kind of a while ago, actually forever ago, they've been doing that for forever, not even before they were very more commonly known now as what they are. Which is why I want to say real quick, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bandwagon when other than Telltale, I mean... Life is strange. That's the only other one on top of my head, other than oh, dude, Final there's Fantasy. plenty others. Half Life Two. I think the reason we can't come up with stuff is because we don't get involved. I mean, I don't a dumb think example. there's plenty of others, Alex. I mean, Resident, I could be Resident super Evil wrong. Revelations is another one. Uh, okay. Oh, that, that is, is another dude, one. Yeah, there are one. there are more. It's it's because we don't participate in them. That's why. But we, we can't would come know up. about them. Like that's the thing. I like chances are I would know about it. Nick would know about it. Yeah, well, I, Resident Evil Revelations is one I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't and, have thought and of. And of course, Telltale is a little different, only because like that's that's what that's they're their going. Thing. Yeah, it's it's part of the novelty value of it. It's an interactive TV show, essentially. Yeah, and, yeah, and and even in their cla- more classic adventure style stuff, th- those were in episodes also. Right, and as right. Nick said, Telltale has been doing this for years, and, and that's that was where I was leading. Was that like? Not that many of like companies have really jumped on attempted it. it. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> Square Enix. <laughs> Actually, Life is Strange. The, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, did they publish Life is Strange? Yes. So now maybe they kind of are doing it. They might be the ones doing it because they're publishing Hitman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're there you go. creating Final Fantasy VII. Like there, this could just be a sign of Square. Dying. Good. Good. I, I hope it backfires. Dying. Good. <laughs> hey, this this is interesting. I think this is actually a really good topic. Um, <clears throat> and there is there's a Wikipedia page, obviously, episodic video game. Yeah. And two of the tabs are advantages and disadvantages. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff on here. Um, yeah. But just base and I'll just do a nutshell. Um, the first thing for advantage, Nick, a way to make games cost less for developers. Yeah, and it says therefore making the game cheaper for consumers, but that's BS because it ends up being at least the same, if not more. But uh, cheaper purchase price per episode leads to lower immediate risk for consumers and increased uptake. I don't know. I feel like that's incre- I feel like that's lower risk for the developer, not the consumer. Oh well, no, that's, I guess that, both of them. I think they were that. What that means is what I said a little bit ago. How you play the first one if you don't like it, you don't have to spend sixty dollars. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Um. I, actually, this is just interesting for anybody to read. I'm not going to go down it because it's so long. But um. Uh, disadvantages after buying all episodes, the total cost for ep- consumers may be more than the typical game. Um, some developers choose the episodic model because they lack the resources to complete a full-length game and hope the sales of episodes will fund further development. It goes on, yada yada. But yeah, this is actually pretty interesting. There's some pretty well thought out stuff on there already, but. Obviously, we're not the first people to start talking about this. 
Oh no, <laughs> no. I mean, it's been a it's been a thing <clears throat> yeah. for a while. Um, technically, technically, Double Fine did this with Broken Age. They released it in two parts to fund the second part. Like that's a perfect recent example. Yeah. I'm- I'm looking at the games they call out too, and some of these, like I wouldn't consider episodic at all. They said Alan Wake. No, no, that I would not episodic. consider that episodic. I bought a no. game and played it. I mean, that DLC came out for it, but that doesn't yeah, make it off. Yeah, no, it definitely not. Like, if if you want to do that, then every game in the past ten years is episodic. Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, there's not not much other than what we mentioned. We'll see. Yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. you know. And like everything else, the, our our argument ends with we'll see. Yeah. I I'm not I'm not seriously concerned about it happening with other really major developers, but you never know, I guess. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Well, <clears throat> I guess I have the least to worry about cuz I'm I'm blissfully behind and I can if if at any point I want to say screw the industry i'm done i'll just play witcher for 200 hours there you no, go yeah that'll no last problem for a long time that will last me indefinitely so um <laughs> indefinitely. if i may segue into the because this this is my my niche the two of you on movie minute um sure so we had a funny little experience last week the day after we recorded josh and i coincidentally watched the exact same movie um it's called the gift and oh, uh, I'm gonna recommend it solely based on if you like psychological thrillers, it's it's cool. And uh, my favorite thing about it is it made me very uncomfortable. I I I hate like I felt really shitty and weird the whole time I watched it. So if you like that experience watching a movie, watch The Gift. My um, favorite thing is Jason Bateman's in it. Jason Bateman is in it. Uh, he actually, I think he did a pretty good job at acting in that movie. He 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 had a good. I assume that's a serious role. Yes, very serious. Yes, it it was a good. It was a little bit different from um, Extract, Nick. Yeah, which was great. But yeah, good. It was an enjoyable movie. Made me feel really weird and extremely uncomfortable at times. Uh, one part that really made me jump, which I, I know it's primitive, but I like that. So worth seeing. Um, and then plus there was a tagline that was Simon says, which I enjoyed, for Josh, but. The other one was called Stonehurst Asylum. It's on Netflix. It's part of my my Ben Kingsley um, trifecta that I'm going after. And it's it's relatively new, maybe in the past year, 2014, something like that. And Ben Kingsley is the like the lead guy at a psychiatric ward, a.k.a. Shutter Island all over again. That that's Mm. so weird to me that it's the exact same kind of thing. And. Actually, yeah, it's the same movie, so it's good. Um, it's the same dude, movie. Dude, I'm thinking about it now, and there's a lot, you know, things aren't as they seem, and it's crazy, and it's entertaining. It's goof. It's a little bit campy, but it's it's totally worth watching, especially if you like Ben Kingsley. He was he was a really complicated psycho in that, and I liked it. Mm. Um, and then <clears throat> the last thing, this isn't about a movie that I just watched, but... So I was talking to Yaley about The Hateful Eight, and he he recently rewatched it uh, somewhere online, and <laughs> and I thought it was Piracy. yeah I thought it was really interesting because he did he you know he was as is the norm for Yaley and I in QT movies you know we start digging in and start memorizing lines and reading do, reading and doing more research on it, and apparently 
uh, Christoph Waltz is kind of a bastard. Like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I've revered the man so much up to this point. And I'm going to throw out the disclaimer. You know, I don't know exactly what's true and what's not. But from what he read, uh, Christoph Waltz was supposed to play the role of Tim Roth. Who, by the way, did a fantastic job. I'm glad, you know, I haven't seen Tim Roth in a QT movie in a while, so I'm glad he was in it. But Christoph Waltz was going to be cast for that. And he basically, he, this is a quote verbatim. He, he said he didn't want to become one of Quentin Tarantino's groupies. And I was like, you know, like he kind of, I under, I can understand that. Yeah, though. no, I, I understand it, but I don't like the way he worded that. I mean, because, He's don't get me wrong. He's a wildly talented actor. There's there's no other way to cut it. And I know he did Broadway, and you know he was doing other stuff, you know, before that. But Quentin Tarantino made him the outlandishly huge movie star that he is now. And I think he I'd never heard of him. Exactly. Neither did I. And I think he owes QT a little bit more than calling his regular actors groupies. That's all I'm saying. I just. And I'm, I'm not a piece of shit and being like, oh, you should apologize. No, nobody should apologize for anything ever. I just think that was a sort of a low blow on QT just because of how awesome he is and his and the, what a visionary he is with movies. And for him to like call this, you know, especially like Sam Jackson, he's basically calling Sam Jackson a groupie. And, yeah. he, and he's like one of the best actors of all time. I mean, we're and in a million other movies. Yeah. That have nothing to do. Yeah, with I don't know. Tarantino. I just I thought that was kind of weird. That's all. But yeah, but. For those of you who noticed the correlation between Tim Roth's character and, for example, Dr. King Schultz in Django, there you go. Because he, that was supposed to be him, and that's pretty much exactly why he is that character. So, pretty interesting. I, I still need to see that at some point. Hateful Eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It, it, it wasn't Django, and it most certainly... I heard it was a little underwhelming. It, it was underwhelming in the sense that QT set the bar so high... With bastards yeah. and Django, I have a bad feeling he's never going to top him, and th- and that's fine because they're still yeah whatever. yeah everything he, he does has plenty is of other great great movies. Anyway. Yeah, it's just <laughs> bastards is my number one favorite movie of all time. I don't ever see that changing because he outdid himself there with that movie. Yeah. So while we're on like movies and whatnot, Nick, did you ever mention Jessica Jones? No, I was going to bring. Mm, that that's up. right. You went crazy and watched the whole season, right? Yeah, I merit I marathon that with with Ashley because I was extremely hungover <laughs> that I couldn't play video games. And um that's the worst kind of hangover. Yeah, seriously. Mm. At least I was able to be somewhat weirdly productive watching a TV yeah. show. <laughs> productive. As, if you can put productive in that, quotes. That's that 2016 one. productivity. That is that is mm-hmm. that is uh that is definitely <laughs> that is first world productive. Yes. Good call. Um Jessica Jones was awesome. It was really cool. Way better than I expected. Was the purple man disturbing, like Josh said? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's, it was so not what I thought it was, which is what everybody said and what Josh told us. Like, it, it felt like not, it wasn't, it wasn't a superhero thing, really. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, she's super strong and, like, Luke Cage is in it and he's indestructible and whatever, but, like, and the purple man can obviously control people, but but it was it was really surprisingly well done and like rooted in reality, really sort of like because she's just a detective, and she gets wrapped up in this whole thing that 
was compelling pretty much the entire season. Um, my problem with Daredevil was that like 50% of that show was boring. <laughs> and like the most, the most interesting character was the bad guy, which is fine. Edgar. But like, yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, everybody in Jessica Jones was pretty cool. Like I, I liked Jessica Jones, which is already better, more like a better positive than I had for Daredevil. Cause I really don't like the guy that they cast for Daredevil. For whatever reason, I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. But it was it was real cool. Totally, totally recommend watching Love it. Love hearing that. It it just it goes places constantly. Like you, it's not it's not so much twisting. Like it, it's not like oh I didn't see that coming. Even though it is a lot of that, but it it feels different than like one of those twists that like punch you in the face. It was kind of like, I don't know. It's hard. This is really it's hard like, to describe because like they are twists. A build-up twist, like it. It takes an entire episode, if not yeah. more, and builds up on a potential twist. And the payoff and it is constantly, great. yeah, and it constantly does that. Like the whole the whole season was really interesting. Like there there were a couple filler episodes. Like it it was maybe two episodes too long. But that's not that big of a deal. It's also the first season of probably a seemingly twenty undeniable franchise or something. <laughs> but like, yeah, it just it did a really good job of keeping interest the whole time. Even even the first episode, because I was really worried I was going to watch the first episode and be like, I do not want to watch this. Like, I know it's good. I know people say it's good, but. I was worried it was going to be, this is something I know nothing about, characters I don't give a shit about, I'm not even that crazy about Marvel in the first place, superhero stuff anyway. And then, at the very end of the first episode, you're, it's like, okay, this is why you want to watch this. This is why this is this thing. They finally did we something needed, different. That's what it sounds like Yeah, we needed, we needed to build up, we needed to lay some groundwork. It's a new TV show, it's the first episode of a show. It has to like introduce you to to things. Um, Netflix's two so, seasons of their Marvel universe is more interesting to me than the entire cinematic universe. <laughs> That's probably true. I could probably agree with that. Yeah, I, I've fallen behind in their movies, and I I used to be like, oh, I'm gonna catch up, and I, eh, I maybe I did like Ant Man. Ant Man. I thought about yeah, watching watch it, it last week. I'll watch it at some point. Probably <laughs> Ant Man's but... another one that's not. It's not really like a superhero movie at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The the only tiny thing I was gonna say is they like acknowledge not having a like outfit in Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that because like they that show like pokes fun at the. They talk about like Iron Man mm-hmm. and stuff. They talk about the the high profile Marvel people like the Avengers and stuff. And they kind of just like poke fun at it, and that's real cool that it's just super self-aware. Yeah, at one point I remember someone saying something along the lines of uh, referencing the aliens coming out of the sky, like the end, like the end of Avengers. The Avengers, Avengers oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 actually reference the Avengers quite a bit in 
in that show. I'm yeah, I'm pumped for Netflix's future seasons too because Daredevil two, the second season starts fairly soon with the Punisher, which should be fantastic. Yeah, Ooh. like I I have no, way I'm more interested in that. Um, yeah, and then Luke Cage will have his own season, and then Iron Fist will probably be after that. Iron so Fist I mean, it's sweet. it's looking good. I hope I yeah. hope they I hope they they won't recast Ray Stevenson as the Punisher. Oh my no, god! No, it's already cast. It's the guy from Walking Dead. <clears throat> okay. Oh, that's right. And he he looks like he looks like he'll be yeah, a good one. Absolutely, good. I think that was really yeah. well cast. E- even though Punisher Warzone was the worst slash best movie of all time. <laughs> best. <laughs> if you look like from the comic book representation of him, Ray Stevenson was perfect. Like I loved the yeah. way he looked. I mean, Tom Jane was the good, you know, suave movie version, but at the end of the day, Ray Stevenson looked like a better one. So, but yeah, look up Isaac the new guy, Alex, there. see what you think. All right. Yeah. The, the new guy, <laughs> I feel like, Fits the bill. Is a pretty good representation of them. Yeah. So now, now you got to watch Dark Matter, and my three most recent recommendations will be complete. Hmm. And you can just take satisfaction from it's, that. You know what? I don't want to take, uh, like, Jessica Jones or even Game of Thrones or anything, because those are well-liked, for the most part, series. You discovered Dark Matter. <clears throat> right. Yeah, but... That's something I'd never heard what of. What I was getting at is... I used to make some pretty shitty recommendations way back in the day. You know, you know what's funny? Now, you, I, you're, you've gone through phases, Josh. Whenever we hung out as kids, every time you brought over a movie that you rented from a video store, by the way, they were always <laughs> amazing. And then you went through a period of a few years with poopy recommendations, and now you're on the upswing again. So this we're in a, we're in a good Josh era right now. I'm going to take Thrones away from you. Because I would have played that anyway. <laughs> well, I, I would have figured you would have watched. Would you not have watched Jessica Jones anyways? You don't think? No, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I had heard other good things mm-hmm. about it in general. But I don't know. Dark Matter. You'll like Dark Matter. Dark Matter's great. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I even bother giving any time to that at all. It's only 10 episodes. The, one season. There's another season starting this year. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. So, I'm trying to think of what what other recommendations I've had in the past like couple months. Oh well, all, all I know is you sort of got me started on QT because you brought over Quentin Tarantino. Or Quentin Tarantino, I hate my life. You brought over Pulp Fiction <laughs> when I was like 13, and it changed my life. I was like, this is, this is so good. 13 years old, I was what 16 at the time, showing yep. you Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd seen much worse than that six years prior. So Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I watched Predator 2, like, weekly when I was eight. <laughs> so, yep. whatever. Yeah, I saw t- I saw all the crazy shit yep. as a yep. kid. Didn't matter. I saw Terminator 2, like, when it came yeah, out. Yeah, we, we all turned out to be pretty normal, well-rounded people, so we are proof that it has nothing to Doesn't do with matter. those influences when people turn yep. insane. Yeah. Personal responsibility, period. I'm just thinking of that snap you sent earlier. Normal. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's a it's a relative term. It's <laughs> it's up to some scrutiny. I have a job and I'm functioning on my own. That's what that's how I'm defining normal. <laughs> I uh, and I don't kill people. At least everybody's <laughs> knowledge. 
I, I we we probably should end this. Yes. Before we go down I'm the really, rabbit hole. I'm really mad I we glossed over a compl- a major complaint I had with Thrones that Josh and I argued yes. about for a yep. while. Yep. I was going to bring it up and figured I would let it slide. I forgot and I can't and we're going to keep it short. Yeah, go for it. That game looks like shit. <laughs> it's and, the art style. And, and Alex I don't know if you looked at the snap I sent because I wanted you to at least have some idea. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't know what you were playing. Not the crappy village. That was that was Thrones. Ooh. Yeah. So in in the background when you're doing anything in that game, it does this super weird blur slash pixelation effect that looks like total garbage. But that game was the most well-performing Telltale game I've played. So, that's why they did it. And we argued we argued about how Josh thinks it was deliberate and was like an art decision and whatever, so... Well, I'm not the only one that thought that. Right. So... it's People claim it's supposed to look like an oil painting. Do one second search on Google of an actual oil painting, and it looks nothing like yeah. that. Well, I would. I just want to go back to how I end my argument, though. Is would you prefer that or a hitchy ass game? No, but you're leading. You're, that's a leading question for me to give it's, that. It's like, a loaded some question. Yeah, like <clears throat> yes, it performed better. No, I did but, not like how it looked, and that's well, all. I mean, the, yeah, that's that's sort of like. With Halo, would you rather it look yeah, better con- or have have yep. those horrible have frame rate issues or whatever you know? So, yep, it's a little the loaded. Major thing with this though is we'll never know if it was technical or a design choice. If it was a design choice, they're insane. <laughs> I see. I don't think I liked it. I liked that style. I liked what they did. When I when I play episode one six months from now, I'll let you guys know. But um, oh my god, um, crap! There was one last thing. I, I swear. Oh, I will admit. We talked about how many issues there were on console. I did not run into any serious issues with Walking Dead, except the very beginning of season one when you're in the car with the cop. It was very janky mm-hmm. and terrible there. And then many times in season two, it would sort of just it it didn't drop out any assets. It didn't cause any gameplay issues. It was just in in a transition like a big crazy thing where there's zombies chasing you and ah somebody's screaming and you got to look over it would stop on a frame for at least five seconds before it transitioned yep. so that did happen a lot yep. in season two that was irritating but that's nothing <clears throat> compared to the ending of borderlands oh my god borderlands oh, is horrible that's bad it is just horrible like it, i think i said this when i initially played it on the podcast is it it really pulled me out that i didn't even want to finish it that's like it was yeah that it was difficult that to finish whole, that ending and the ending was really bad, but like that whole game just goes downhill episode per episode on in terms of performance. And yet, so, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that game. And was yet, so I liked hyped. it more than Thrones because it was totally surprising. It didn't look like a digital oil poop. Yeah, it didn't look like a shitty attempt at an oil <laughs> painting that probably wasn't an oil painting. It was just a technical choice. I was talking to you about that whole thing with Borderlands, right? Well, how I think it had so much praise because no one was expecting anything of it. Yeah, and I I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. But I still thought it was great. It it was good, but I think it was just way, way overhyped. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
Teach his own. You overhype Thrones and you're wrong about it. <laughs> I was waiting for you're wrong. Hey, hey, <laughs> I all the positives you said about Thrones, I'm not gonna say it was overhyped. No, it that it wasn't overhyped because nobody talked about no, it. No, no, I'm gonna say I didn't overhype it. Oh no. No, I I liked it. It was good. Good. Victory. Um, yeah, no, it it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm t- I'm taking that one. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us every Monday on iTunes or any other podcast service by searching 2v1 podcast. Please leave us a review or a rating and get at us on Twitter at 2v1 podcast. And uh, I'm also uh, I set us up on the Peach app. I don't know why. I don't right. get Peach. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know anything. About we're it. we're on there. That's all. <laughs> cool. And possibly a new website at some point. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. Six weeks, six months, six days, six years. Never. Never also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, all. See you.